Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Today's guest is Courtney Elmer, and we are talking about a different kind of launch this time. She did a podcast launch, and the way she did it was not only amazing, but it was so simple, so easy, at least that's her words, but I do believe her. And I think, you know, even though this was a podcast launch, I think there's so much value in here that you can probably use for any kind of type of launch. So stay tuned and listen to this. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm Ken Wesker, your host, and today I am joined with a fellow podcaster, Courtney. Welcome, Courtney. Thanks, Ken. I'm really excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. We've been trying to do this for a long time now. I, we actually kind of scheduled in May, but you uh, wanted to do it a little bit early, and I'm really excited about that. Yes, I know. I was glad my schedule opened up, and then we can make this happen sooner. Because I've been, like I said, looking forward to this conversation. I think what we're diving into today, it's something that I'm just, I, I love. I love talking about it and excited for it. So Yeah, because we're kind of talking about it a little bit different. We're talking about launches, still launches. Well, we're not going away from that, but we're talking about Courtney's podcast launch, actually. Uh, I was really impressed about it. I saw her doing all this kind of stuff on social media and uh, thought, hey, this is this is something that interesting and I think people could find some value out of this. So really excited to get into that. But before we get into that, I would love for you to kind of just tell people you know, what it is that you do, who you help and how you help them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called The Effortless Life. And one of the things we're known for is really helping busy women in business figure out how to create the income and the impact that they deserve without working 24-7. So really helping them seeing that consistent, sustainable growth without burning themselves out along the way. And, you know, when I, the whole reason that I do what I do was because when I was 25 years old, I was diagnosed with cancer and that came as a huge wake up call for me. Prior to that, I had been living just the life, burning the candle at both ends, you know, as they say, and working those 12 hour days, working nights, working weekends, always in the name of success, always pursuing my goals relentlessly because I thought that the faster and the harder I worked, the quicker I would get there. And mm-hmm. then I'd be able to relax. In fact, I just did a Facebook live earlier today where I was talking about this and how it's such a huge mistake that I see people make unknowingly, right? Because our yeah. culture teaches us, you know, Hey, you got to work hard and put in mm-hmm. the hours to reap the reward. And so, you know, in, in my work, you know, that's what we're all about. We're about rewriting that story and really shifting the conversation around hard work and effort about it not being the only key ingredient for success and that there is a different way 
to really grow. And uh, that is why I decided to launch my podcast when I did, because we'd been in business for a few years and I just felt that a podcast had always been a dream on my heart, but it was really a desire to connect with my audience in a deeper way than I felt I could do in an Instagram post or, Mm -hmm. you know, even in a short Facebook live, you know, because those kind of go from topic to topic. And in a podcast, I thought, you know, this would be a great chance for me. I see it as really a two-way conversation with my audience. Yes, it's me, you know, behind the mic, (laughs) sharing stuff every week. But at the same time, we really are listening to what our audience is saying and what they're DMing us and saying, hey, can you talk about this? Or, Hey, I have a question on this and Mm -hmm. then creating an episode around that topic and delivering it to them. So that's been a really fun process. And we were excited to get that up and running this year. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, doing podcasting is definitely, um, you know, a different kind of connecting with people instead of, you know, like you said, even just writing a blog post. I mean, that could be great as well as a content, you know, perspective, but when you're on a podcast, you actually get to sit down and listen to somebody. They get to connect to you and they get to learn to know how you are as a person as well. And, uh, you know, the things that you value and the things that you stand behind. And I think that's really important, you know, in business these days, because I think business is kind of personal these days. There's not really even, you know, if you're talking business to business, there's actually a one person business. And so that makes it kind of personal after all. Definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent. And even business to business, you know, especially in like sales or different things, you know, different Mm -hmm. industries, it still comes down to the interpersonal relationship, right? It's not just like a company decides to go out one day and the other company talks to them. And it's like that there's no company without the humans behind it that make the company possible. So it still comes down to that human to human interaction. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is, it's powerful, just as you said. Yeah, Yeah. that's where it's at. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's just dive a little bit into that launch that you did with the podcast. I really want to talk about that. First of all, how did you kind of get the idea? You got the idea for the podcast and that's one thing I would love to talk about that as well, but you know, just getting the idea of actually doing a launch with the podcast, where did this idea come from? Yeah. Well, all along, like I said, it had been a dream of ours for many years and I had seen a lot of people quote unquote air quotes, you know, launch podcasts, Mm -hmm. but they didn't really launch them. There wasn't any excitement built into it. It was like, all of a sudden you saw an Instagram post drop and it's like, Hey, guess what? I have a podcast now. Come Mm -hmm. listen to my first episode. And it just felt weird. You know, and there was no like excitement there. There was no buildup for it. And a friend of mine had, he has a very successful podcast And I told him, I'm like, look, I'm thinking about launching a podcast, you know, but I want to actually do it in a way that really builds a lot of excitement and that creates a lot of organic momentum. I said, you know, I know that I could go the route of paid ads and all of that. And certainly that's good and fine if, you know, Mm -hmm. you have the money to do that and the budget to do that and the desire to run an ads campaign, you know, that part of it too. I said, but you know, I just, I'm doing this for my community and I just want to bring them in to almost like to this whole part of the process, you know, and see a little bit of behind the scenes and, you know, get their input and what we're creating and have them feel like they're really a part of something here and then be able to deliver on Mm. that for them and to really create that momentum in that way. And I had seen another colleague of mine do something similar where she had created a pop-up Facebook community and she had invited people to apply to be part of her launch team. And I thought, Hmm, that's an interesting idea. Okay. So how can I take these different elements that I'm just kind of observing in the marketplace at this point, you know, over the course of time and really bring them in together, knowing what I know from launching digital products and launching live events and launching different things and actually do a podcast launch and to really create that excitement going into it 
and hope with the hope of, you know, really creating an engaged community of listeners for the show right away and that momentum, you know, to build for the show itself. Mm-hmm. So that's where the whole idea really came from to start. Yeah. So did you kind of utilize the audience that you already had from, I assume, the effortless business? Yes. Yeah. It was our email list and our social media community. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just reach out to them and just, yeah. How did you kind of, what was, what was like the first thing that you kind of did to get this launch started? Yeah. Well, one of the things we did was we created a Facebook group and we called it, you know, our pod squad. And that Mm -hmm. was kind of our home base. And that was where we were inviting when we would invite people and I'll share with you how we did that in just a second, but we would invite people in and then we would put this, put them into this community. Mm -hmm. And what we did in that community, we started this about a month before the show was set to go live. And we really just hyped up the show in there. We would give them teasers of episodes. We would even give them full episodes to listen to before they were live to the public. I would go on live video in there and kind of just tease out the content that was coming and really just engage with them. And so they were excited. Like by the time that launch day came, they were Mm -hmm. all ready to review and subscribe and go listen. And they were sharing it on their social. And it really just created this buzz that carried such momentum. And we've already ranked here in the US. We've ranked in Canada. Like there's just a lot of momentum that happened on the back end because of the work we put in on the front end. Mm -hmm. Now, the way that we brought people into our community was we, my team member, well, we have two team members that work with me on the social media side of things. One's my personal assistant and then the other is our social media manager. And they just kind of helped me tackle all of this. Yep. At the time, my personal assistant was really just two of us tag team. So it was not a big, a big, you know, number of us doing this, but we created, I put together a video that I would DM to people, right? So in their inbox and Instagram, I created a short video. It was me face to camera, inviting them to be part of this community. My assistant helped me send it out. And we got responses back from that. People would be like, yes, I would love to be part of this. Where do I go? What do I do? So we had the links ready, you know, here, here's the link, join the community, you know, we'll let you know inside, you know, what's what you get to see the episodes and stuff like that. So that took a little bit of work, you know, really putting together a list. We had about 150 people that we reached out to via DM. Mm-hmm. And this was not like we're just spamming random people. You know, I've got over almost 7,000 followers on my Instagram. We only reached out to 150 of them. Yeah. Sure, we did social posts for all of them, but it wasn't like I was Obviously. just going through my followers saying like, hey, join my community. Hey, join my community. <laughs> you know, these are for the people that I know like are my diehards, right? Yeah. Friends, family, colleagues, past students current students, clients, people that engage with us often on Instagram, people that are always DMing me, those people that were really, really engaged in our community were the ones we invited to be part of this Mm -hmm. behind the scenes experience. And so the majority of those said yes. I think we wound up with about 125 in the group. And, you know, everyone we said yes to, we put in that community and we hosted a giveaway for them when on launch day. Uh So what we said was, you know, coming into the community, those three questions you can ask in a Facebook group, those membership questions, really simple. It was, would you, will you agree to subscribe to the show and leave a review and share it the day it goes live? Like that's basically the criteria for being part of this. You know, we give all this behind the scenes and this incredible giveaway package to you and all these things, chance to win. And this is all we're asking in return. Right. Mm -hmm. So people said, yes, they're all, you know, they, we got their commitment And that was the key piece, I think, was because when they came into the group, we had set those expectations that, hey, we're actually asking you for help here. Like, 
it does help us to gain traction when you subscribe to the show. It tells Apple people are interested. You know, when you leave a review, it tells Apple, you know, people are really enjoying this and liking this show. And then that helps us to get seen more, you know, in Apple and with ranking and algorithms and all that stuff, which Mm -hmm. I didn't really know a lot about at the time. I just knew that that's what I needed to do (laughs) to create that momentum. And that's what we did. So the grand prize giveaway was really simple. We put together just prize packs of existing, you know, programs or courses that we offered. I gave away a free 30 minute coaching session. That was our grand prize winner. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all in all our prize pack bundle totaled maybe around 5,000, but that was spread out between four four prizes. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge incentive for people. People were really excited about that. So we just did a lot to create that buzz, you know, and those were the main things like reaching out, personally connecting with people via DM getting their commitment, letting them in the group, giving them the behind the scenes and some teasers and even some full episodes before, you know, just so they got that exclusive content yeah. um, that we weren't sharing everywhere else. And then we just gave them a big giveaway to enter, you know, hey, as another incentive, like on the day it launched, go like, rate, review, subscribe, all the things. And then here's the link where you can enter the giveaway once you've completed those things. And mm-hmm. people just very excited about it. And they, I think the excitement came from feeling like they were part of something yeah. and they're part of something big. Yeah. So it was really, it was exciting. And honestly, it was my favorite launch that I've ever done because it felt easy and it mm-hmm. felt light. It didn't feel heavy or stressful or like, Oh, we got all these things we got to do. You know, it was like, no, this is really fun. Yeah. It's like, well, let's do it again. Can we launch another <laughs> podcast? <laughs> well, could that be because there wasn't any, you know, you have to buy this in order to, you know, get it on board with been. this. And I mean, it was just all purely authentic. And you know, the <laughs> stories that come in the way of us, yeah. you know, we're like, oh, I'm selling something. I don't want people to think I'm selling them and this and that and the other thing, you know, but it's like, yeah. no, this was just pure value. And I think in part, because for me, it was a dream of mine that I had been holding on to for many yeah, years. The passion was there. Finally was sure. coming to life. Yeah. Let me ask you though, the videos that you sent out in the DMs, were those personalized to each and every single one? Or did you kind of just do a little bit more general video that you kind of send out to everybody? So what we did, great question, is for the video itself, I did it a little bit more general. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, I'm from the South. I mean, I'm based in New Orleans. So I always am saying stuff like, hey, girlfriend, hey, my friend, what's (laughs) up? You know, so that was very natural for me. Like, obviously, don't do something that doesn't sound natural. (laughs) You know, you can just be like, hey, I was thinking of you, you know, do what feels natural for you. But what we did to personalize it was we would send that video and then we followed up with an actual message with their name. It says Mm -hmm. like, you know, hey, Sarah, hey, Joe, hey, whatever. Like, we want to invite you to be part of something really special. Here's a video with the details. And yeah. so it personalized it without me going and, vi- you know, filming 150 mm-hmm. videos. Yeah, because that could have been a huge job yes. just to get that all done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So you got them inside the group. You get them all excited. And when, you know, the launch day finally arrives. Oh, did you, by the way, how many podcast episodes did you kind of record before you actually got to the launch? We had 12 recorded. I tend to batch them in 12 at a time. It just helps Mm. me to plan out in my mind. I look at it as a season, even though we release on a consistent weekly basis. When I'm planning content, I kind of look at it in in content chunks, if you will. So we had 12 planned out and ready to go. We released Mm -hmm. with four. If I could go back and do it again, I would have released with a couple more, maybe six, Mm -hmm. even eight. Because that just really ups your download numbers. You know, they're downloading four shows versus eight shows. Mm. In light of that, I feel like the more, the better. 
but again, so as not to overwhelm your audience, you know, six might be a sweet spot. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, they say like three to seven or something like that. It's yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, once you get this, you know, prep for launch and everybody's ready and excited, what happens next when you finally release the show? Yeah. So on launch day, what we did was we had a series of emails that went out, you know, in the morning and at night. And we were in the group at specified times. Like we had a morning post, a noon post, an evening post that went out in the group. And what these posts really entailed was, you know, hey, today's launch day. It was just reminding people of their commitment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we really appreciate your support. Thanks so much for agreeing to subscribe and download. You know, here's how to do it. And I feel like that was a key step as well. Like literally just telling people where to go what to push, what button to tap, you know? So what I did was I literally just took up my phone. I had recorded a screen share that said, Hey, it's really easy to go in. Here's how you can support the show today. You open up the app on your phone, you look up the show, you tap here and it's me, you know, the screen share Mm -hmm. and uh, tap subscribe, tap download, rate and review, submit, you're done. That's it. Here's the link, you know, go enter the giveaway. And that was it. We shared that screen share video. It was like under two minutes, you know, and people would watch that and they'd, they'd go do it. So that was awesome. And then, you know, just having that giveaway link and reminding people like, here's the prizes, you know, can't wait to see who's going to win and really kind of hyping that up. Cause again, and I mean, you guys listening know this, like everybody's tuned into what's in it for me. Mm, and yeah. so we really made it about our community and not about us. And that's a really key distinction that I think is important, you know, for those listening that want to launch a podcast, it can be really easy, you know, to make it about you without realizing it, you know, Hey, support my show. Hey, I really need your help. You know, we want to do this and we want to make sure it's great and have momentum. Like, yes, of course you want all those things, but your audience doesn't care about that. They care about what's in it for them. So when you can kind of reframe it and and make them the hero of the story, in a sense, they get excited because then they feel like they are really helping you and they're getting something out of it too. And it just creates a win-win for everyone. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So the the podcast launched and like I said, I've, you know, I noticed immediately that this thing is blowing up. What kind of happened once that podcast was launched and, you know, you're seeing all this kind of wave hitting you with, uh, you know, reviews and downloads and all that stuff. Yeah, it was really exciting. We celebrated, I think it was over 65 star reviews in less than 48 hours, which was huge. And that was exciting. You know, there's a lag on Apple. So we didn't see them all coming in right away. So for us sitting behind the scenes, it was kind of like, okay, well, we don't really know where we landed yet. You know, it was like 48 hours, you know, until the algorithm rolls over and it populates everything. And then we're like, oh my gosh, there's more reviews. Oh my gosh, there's more reviews. So that was exciting for us, you know, to actually see our hard work paying off. Mm-hmm. And just the feedback that we were receiving on the quality of the show itself and the quality of the content. And that's yeah. what really spoke to my heart. That I was like, okay, we hit the mark. Like we knocked this out of the park. And I, I went into it with that desire to connect with people. It wasn't about making money or monetizing it. It wasn't about generating leads or anything. Certainly it can do all of that. It's a mm-hmm. great tool to leverage all of those types of things. But for me, like my number one priority was just to connect with my audience, especially in those initial pilot episodes. And the feedback we got confirmed that we had done that. And so that was, that was just like satisfying for me, which was great. And then once the excitement died down a little bit, 
you know, we have consistently seen people share the show almost every single week, you know, to social media. So we know they're listening. We know they're engaged. Yeah. And we just crossed the 2,500 download mark. And we're only a few months in. So that was a big win for us yeah. too, you know? And I mean, in terms of some of these big shows out there, it sounds really small, but in terms of someone like me, who's like, I just launched this thing into the world and, you know, didn't know what I mean, exactly was going to come of it. Yeah. I mean, there's we like, 2,500 downloads. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. And that's, yeah. yeah, sure. It's not maybe 2,500 people, but still, right. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 500 people maybe who listen to episodes over and over and over again. And I mean, the, that is a huge impact on people's lives. Yeah. And when you think about it, I always love this analogy. And I don't know who originally said this, and I've heard it shared more than once, but it's like, you know, people look at their numbers and they go, oh, I only have 500 listeners or I only have 500 people follow me on Instagram. Or I only have 200 people in script. If I had 500 people in my living room and I was telling them, yes. you know, about the things that I believe in and how this, this would change their life and help them transform, I would be over the moon. Like 500 mm -hmm. people showed up for this thing. That's amazing, you know? And um, that's powerful. So I think we have to remember, you know, that there's people, it's a, it's a person behind that number. It's not just like a group of numbers. It's a group of people. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Yeah, I think we kind of forget that, 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 you know, there's actually people behind all of these numbers. And like you said, I think I saw that post as well, actually on Instagram somewhere. I don't remember sharing yeah, it. I've but... seen it a lot, but it's a good one. I think it gets shared yeah. a lot, you know, and it's like, gosh, it's such a good reminder. We all need it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, if you can get in front of 100 people and talking about your thing, I mean, come on, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. And here you are reaching thousands of people maybe, you know, with this. So definitely. Mm -hmm. So where's this going now that it's been launched, you got up to 2,500 downloads. Have you kind of seen that you want to change things a little bit or are you going to stay in the same route or what's happening? We actually really love the way that it's unfolding right now. It's a mix of solo shows and interviews. Mm -hmm. And I love that because for me, you know, as a speaker, as a coach, you know, being able to choose a topic and to really work through that topic in depth on an episode is powerful. And those are the ones that I know, you know, really transformative for people based on the feedback we're getting. And then to bring in other people, you know, that I know can add value to my audience and let them hear from others in the industry that may have a different zone of genius or a different area of expertise. And that's powerful for them too. Mm -hmm. So we found that that's been a really good mix for us so far. The only problem we're running into is we've got so many guests that want to come on the show and we're already booked out through the end of the year in terms of our interviews. Wow. So I'm like, okay, I don't know. Do I bring them on now and tell them like, they're not going to air until next year? Or do we just start <laughs> dropping more episodes, right? Instead of one a week, we do two a week. And yeah. you know, I guess we could scale it in terms of that. So that's what it's kind of, you know, I'm thinking of next now that it's, we're almost, or we're 90 days in, you know, what are the next 90 days going to hold? I think we're just going to continue just putting the content out there, staying consistent, starting mm -hmm. to run some ads to the show, just growing our audience a bit, doing it very slow and steady style, you know, not trying to like race to the finish line or get a million downloads or anything, you know, by the end of the month, yeah. just really slow and steady, build that audience, build that audience, deliver value, deliver value. And, you know, maybe just start scaling the show and growing it from there. You know, if we really see the need, like, Hey, maybe one solo episode and an interview every single week. And, mm -hmm. you know, if our community is asking for it, then we want to be able to deliver but, you know, as far as a, um, a source of communication and just a platform for us to connect with our audience, like it's here to stay, you know, it's one of our main sources of content. 
that we're now creating in our business. It's allowed us to really leverage the pod. The podcast has allowed us, you know, I create that content and it's allowed my team to leverage that into our social media strategy, which has been huge. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, a lot of positives with it. We're just excited. You know, we're just excited for it. And again, it's one of those kind of dream come true things where I'm just like, I did that. Um, That just feels fairly fulfilling, you know, (laughs) and it's that feeling at the end of the day more than anything. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to like do another launch quote unquote for the podcast eventually? Yeah. Great question. We've actually toyed around with that. We've also toyed around the idea of just doing like even a monthly giveaway for our listeners or something just to keep our community really engaged Mm -hmm. and to attract new people into our community. We do have a private podcast community on Facebook and I go live in there. We dive deeper behind the scenes in the episodes. We do Q and a on the episodes. So that's an opportunity, you know, where people can come that are all listening to the show and they can come connect with each other. And then, you know, I'm in the group as well and connecting with them. And so that's something that, you know, we want to leverage as far as figuring out a strategy or when, you know, probably would be, you know, later this year, third, fourth quarter, you know, to really do another big promotional push. Right now we're just focused on consistency and delivering value. Yeah. I think, yeah, consistency is probably one of the most important thing that you just continue delivering that one episode each week. You know, if you want to do more, obviously you can do that, but don't skip that one week. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because that was something that my friend, when I was, you know, picking his brain in the very beginning, he was like, do not, whatever you do, take a week off, just mm-hmm. stay ahead so that mm-hmm. in case life stuff happens, whatever you're good. You've got backup. He said, but if you take a week off and someone's looking for your show and they don't have your show to listen to that week, they will go find another show. Yeah. And it's true. And, and you know why it's true? Because I've done it. I've done it for different podcasts that I guilty. listen to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, guilty, guilty. Okay. So, yeah, we don't want that happening. And certainly, you know, we want to be able to serve our listeners and, uh, and have that. And that consistency is key. So, yeah, if you're planning to launch a podcast, make sure that you are in it for the long haul. That's mm-hmm. also why I waited, you know, a good three, three plus years into my business before launching it because I wanted to be able to do it whenever I felt that I would be able to maintain that consistency. When I knew without a doubt, like we'd be able to launch it and keep it, keep it going. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just kind of a, a shiny object, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know from personal experience that um, I had an editor who was editing the episodes and suddenly before Christmas, he goes AWOL and he's, I can't, I didn't hear from him for month month and a half i think and i had just a few episodes staying ahead a few episodes and once we get out to the new years you know that last episode goes out and i still haven't heard from him it's like oh no what do i do (laughs) because i had a few episodes ready but they weren't edited so i was like okay do i do this myself or do i find an editor or whatever so i had to find another editor but i did actually go one week where i didn't actually launch anything so that was uh, uh, eye-opening, definitely for sure. And you know, just knowing that you need to have have at least ten episodes ready to go at any time because you never know what's going to happen. So that was yeah. a big eye-opener for me. I don't know if you experienced something like that yourself, but um, we haven't because we've stayed ahead. Good. And I always, it's one of those things and, you know, I keep a list. In fact, it's sitting right here on my desk and I have the, um, all of our episodes blocked out, you know, and the dates next to them. And that way I know like, okay, we are four episodes out right now. Like I need to get to work and mm-hmm. record some more content and create some more content. So we're always staying ahead of the game. My editor, I think likes me to stay at least four weeks out. 
for my peace of mind, I like to stay like six or eight weeks out. I know that's Mm -hmm. a lot for some people, but the way that I tend to make that work, you know, because you're thinking, wait, eight weeks out, who knows what's happening in the world? You know, at the time we're recording this, we're in lockdown, we're under quarantine, you know, with this coronavirus. And it's like eight weeks from now, things could look totally different. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I'll record the content, which is evergreen content. And then for the intro and the outro, I'll record those closer to the time that my editor actually needs it. And that just kind of lets us stay current, you know, current events and things like that that are going on in the world. So that's kind of how we've mitigated that. But yeah, for my peace of mind, I got to stay way out ahead of it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Do you do all of the, obviously you don't do all the work yourself. You already talked about that, but what is it that you handle in the podcast for just you? Yeah. So I handle the actual content, you know, batching, figuring, recording it, right. Figuring out, you know, what we're talking about, how I'm going to structure that content, writing the episode, you know, my talking points and all of that, recording the episode. And then I write the show notes. My editor puts that up on our blog. He puts that up, you know, my team takes that and batches it out into social content or or filters it out rather into social content. But those are the two main things I'm responsible for creating Mm -hmm. the episode itself. So like the content and the recording of it, and then the show notes. And then that just gives us such a good base of content that then, you know, we can pull from, we can pull quotes to share on Instagram, we can pull stuff. And, and what I'll also do with that too, is um, kind of shorten it and distill it down into a bullet points. And then I'll share that as a live video into my Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so that has been powerful too, because then it kind of just creates um, another layer of content, you know, to keep delivering and to keep in front of people. Yeah, exactly. So everything else that's handled by somebody else on your team. Yes. My producer handles actually mixing and editing the episode. He's responsible for uploading it, you know, to our RSS feed. And if there's any tweaks or errors, you know, this week we had a guest interview and I said, Hey, can you double check, you know, on our website? And actually you had DM me and you're like, Hey, this stuff on your website's not working. And I'm so grateful <laughs> when people in my community reach out. Cause I'm like, wait, we didn't know it wasn't working. Hold on. So it's still troubleshooting stuff like that. You know, we got all of that fixed. And, um, so he's been super helpful in that. And then my team, you know, my personal assistant, social media manager, like they kind of take that, we call it parent content here behind the scenes. Like they take the parent content and they make all the children, you know, which is like <laughs> social media posts and yeah. all the little things that go out, you know, to promote it every week. Do you go, go out and find the guests that you want for your show or do they come to you or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, Good question. So one of the things that I have been doing whenever I have a guest on the show is asking them who they know that would be a good fit for the show. So right after mm-hmm. we finish recording, you know, when we stop the recording, I say, Hey, and I got one more question before you go. I said, now that you've been on the show, you kind of know what we're all about. You know what our mission is and who we're here to serve. Who do you think should come on the show that I should mm-hmm. bring on the show as a guest? And I will get lists of names from people. And so then what I tend to do is just go through those lists and say, oh, this would be a great one. This would be a great one. Hey, can you make that introduction mm-hmm. and invite them onto the show? So we've gotten some awesome guests onto the show that way, which has been great. And it really is, you know, it's kind of leveraging the power of those connections. Yeah. And we haven't gotten to a point yet where we need to really like cold pitch anybody, you know, hey, we got this great <laughs> show, come on the show. It's all just been through the power of that connection, really leveraging that. That's amazing. Do you have any like tips for people who wants to start a podcast and you know what they need to think about before they actually get to the point where they kind of start recording this and yeah, what should yeah. they think about? 
Yeah. Main thing, like we were talking about consistency. So make sure you're at a place in your business where if you commit to this, that you are committing to this, mm-hmm. that it can be consistent because it is a long game strategy. You know, it's, it's an organic strategy. Certainly you can monetize it, but it's still a long game. It's just like social media that it's not going to, you're not going to go from zero to, you know, hundred thousand followers overnight. It's just a podcast. You're not going to go from zero to, you know, a million downloads tomorrow. It takes time to build Plus, the beautiful thing is that you're going to be building a really strong listenership, loyal, engaged people that want what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make sure you can deliver on that. So that is first and foremost, you know, make sure you have the space and the energy and the mental capacity, you know, like it just, you don't have too much on your plate that you're trying to commit to it. You really don't have the time for it. Just make sure you've got that space to be able to do it. That would be number one. And then my second recommendation would be map out your launch strategy. You know, I, and and we were talking about this right before we started recording. I feel like I should put together some sort of mini series or a video course or something on like launching because the way we did it with just leveraging organic traffic because you know, when a lot of people start out, you know, when they're at a podcast, you know, they're early on in business, maybe they're just starting out. Maybe they're only a couple years in, a few years in you know, not everybody has the budget to go do some huge marketing campaign and a bunch of Facebook ads and all these different things. Certainly you could do that, Mm -hmm. but to really leverage the power of just your community that you already have and invite them in to be part of something, you know, that's powerful. And so creating your launch strategy, mapping it out, I would say start about six, four to six weeks ahead of time. You don't want to start too early that it's like too much time goes by and they're just sitting there around waiting for your show but you also don't want to do it like one week out and then it's not enough time to build momentum. Mm -hmm. So four weeks out was really a sweet spot for us that we found to really build that momentum, tease out the content and get them really excited for what was to come. And then for me, you know, which we touched on this too, which I think is really important, just having your content plan. What's that going to look like? How far ahead will you stay? Like get specific numbers down, you know? And you said you like to stay a few episodes ahead. I like to stay a few episodes ahead. You know, figure out what that number is for you. Is it two episodes Mm -hmm. ahead? Is it 12 episodes ahead? You know, when do you need to have that content created by, you know, or what type of show are you going to have? Is it going to be solo? Is it going to be guests? Is it going to be a mix? Have that mapped out and know in your mind, you know, so you're not just kind of flying by the seat of your pants figuring it out. Certainly you will figure things out as you go, but at least you can have a framework (laughs) in place for, right, right. But you can have a framework in place for how you want, you know, to work it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Personally, I've noticed that, you know, just having guests on makes it a little bit easier because you don't have to provide the content all by yourself. Because I found personally that providing content on my own is a lot harder because, you know, you have to actually sit down figure out what you want to talk about and writing a few notes down. And then this is supposed to kind of, well, it, it doesn't have to span out for 30 minutes or anything like that. Mine are just maybe 50 minutes when I do a solo podcast. But uh, yeah, and I like to have those conversations with other people. Just, you know, having somebody else on the other end, you know, coming with their perspective because their, their perspective is different than mine, obviously. I love that. Just having that conversation, just uh, hitting the ball with each other. Yeah, absolutely. It adds a lot of value too. And I think for those listening, they get a lot of takeaways from it because like you said, it offers a different perspective to you and to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're able to learn, you know, really kind of take that back into their life and into their business. Yeah. And I also want to add that 
you know, once you get to start uh, this podcast, you never know who's listening or anything like that. I think that is a huge thing. I've noticed that myself just, you know, talking to people on different Facebook groups or social media and it's like, hey, I've been binge in listening to your episodes. Like, what? Really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but yeah, you never know. Yeah. And it's the same way, you know, I'll see someone share it on Instagram and then I'll immediately go kind of stalk their profile. I'm like, who is this? Wait, I don't know this person. (laughs) Wow. Someone out there is listening, you know, and it's just a good feeling that it's like, great, you know, because you know that you're touching people, you're reaching out you're making Mm -hmm. a difference. You're having that bigger impact. You're using the gifts and talents you've been given to do that. And that to me is like the most fulfilling thing in the world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do we have any, I mean, we, we talked about a few tips, but do we have like one last solid tip for podcasting or launching a podcast or whatever. I would say celebrate the wins along the way. And, you know, there's a lot of little tips and tidbits and things that we picked up and learned along the way. You know, some of the more technical stuff, like make sure you submit your show to Apple a couple of weeks ahead of time. We didn't know if our show was going to be approved by the time we launched, which was actually really scary because we had all these people waiting for it. Uh, (laughs) It all worked out, but you know, all those little things, you know, but um, the main thing is to celebrate the wins because for us, you know, in, in, in growing a business and in getting started and in launching anything new, it can be really easy to just slip into the mindset of, let me just make sure all the boxes are checked and everything's crossed off the list. And then it's like, okay, I did it. It's done. Now what's next? Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we live our lives like that, just living to check off boxes and scratch off things and like move from project to project to project, we don't allow ourselves this space to reflect and this space to celebrate, you know, and I plan to take my assistant out to dinner. We had the date on the calendar and then we all went into quarantine. So we haven't been able to do that yet. (laughs) I did invite her over. We sat at opposite ends of the porch and had a glass of wine, you know, a little quarantine toast, but celebrating those wins because that is what allows you to continue growing. And if you never take that space to reflect and to look at what went right, what went wrong, what could we have done better? Even if you're not going to launch a podcast again, it's knowledge that you can apply to other launches. It's knowledge mm-hmm. that you can apply to other aspects of your business. And um, that's valuable. And so, yeah. you know, you want to make sure that you're allowing space for that. And so, yeah, celebrate those little wins along the way. Yeah. I mean, that could be anything. It could be, you know, you finally had your first guest. You finally did your first solo episode. You have reached, you know, the first 20 episodes. You reached 500 downloads, whatever. I mean, yeah. Each yeah. step over the way. All those things. You know, we often look at other people's journeys and, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, I don't have a million downloads yet. Or, oh my gosh, I'm not on episode 358. And I don't have, <laughs> you know so-and-so, whoever big name on the podcast, you know, and it's like, we kind of compare, we're like, oh, I'm failing because I'm not there yet. You will get there. And yeah. it's, it's from taking the little steps, staying consistent, celebrating those wins. Absolutely. And I think, you know, not having that big name on your podcast, it's not necessarily the most important thing because yeah, it's great for exposure, uh, obviously. And I'm thinking you can probably have a great conversation with that person. But that doesn't mean that you can talk to somebody who nobody knows who is uh, and still have a great conversation and develop tons of value as well. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. How can people reach out to you, find out more about you, or at least, you know, listen to the podcast? Yes. So you can find me everywhere podcasts are found, the Effortless Life podcast. We've got our podcast community over on Facebook the Effortless Life community. We're real creative with our names here. We just kept everything really simple. And then on Instagram, at Courtney Elmer underscore. Make sure you put a little underscore behind there. Just type my name into the search bar. I'll pop right up. 
And uh, yeah, I would love to connect with you. You know, if you heard this and this added value, if you've got questions for me that you want to launch your podcast and you just want to hear a little bit more detail, something that, you know, question that popped into your mind from listening to this episode, please reach out. Like I'm, I'm that type of person, you know, I'm in my DMs, I answer back. And um, I love hearing from people, you know, especially when I come on to do interviews. So Kim, thank you for having me. I appreciate this and just for sharing me with your community because that that's huge. That just adds so much value to my life. So I appreciate that opportunity. Well, I thank you for just coming on the show and sharing your, you know, strategy for launching a podcast. Like I said, I think it was interesting to have a different kind of launch uh, to talk about. And, uh, you know, podcasting is definitely something that people do. So awesome to talk about it. Yeah, it. 100%. Thank you so much. All right, people, that's it for today. Uh, we'll talk again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.